Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Oh! <laughs> no. Praise God, we made it. It's a new year, new things. Amen. So before we get started, let's pray. Father, we just thank you and praise you, Lord God, for all that you're doing in our lives, Lord God. Lord God, as we be open, Lord God, to what you have for us tonight, Lord God. Lord God, as Lord, we prepare our hearts, Lord God, and our lives, Lord God, for this year, Lord God, for whatever changes you have for us. In Jesus' mighty name, we praise you and glorify you. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I was just making sure he didn't put up the title yet. All right. I don't want you guys running away. All right. But, you know, one one thing that we all uh, agree upon is faith. Amen. Amen. That's what got us here in the first place is faith. But how many of us actually think about where that faith come from? And what, what, what motivated us to get saved? You know what? What is faith? Amen. So we look at faith in, in, in Hebrews chapter 11, and it says in verse 1, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. Verse 3, By faith we understand that the universe was formed by God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Amen? So we look at, at God creating everything. Everything. But we didn't see where it came from. We didn't understand anything. And some of us are even thinking about, well, gee, how did everything come about? But that's where God turned around. And, and, and the thing is, is that then he turned around in Genesis. He says, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, he says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and over all the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move among the ground. This is what God did. And God turned around and made us. But one thing that we have to realize is that when he made us, he said, in his likeness, in his image. And one thing that we have to realize is that we have Something inside of us. That quality that God gave us was faith. That is part of our DNA. 
That is who we are. We are a child of God. Whether we believed or not, when we, when we first got saved, you know, we understood. You know, it took faith to make that step. But we didn't know where it came from. We don't understand it. We don't understand how, how I got here, why I got here. Where does this faith come from? But the thing is, is that a lot of times in our walk with God, that faith that we do have diminishes. And so the title I gave this tonight was the Diminishing Faith. And, and we have to look at areas in our life that will cause us to, to diminish the faith that we have. Because, see, it's not that we really want to diminish it, but the thing is, is that our walk, and, and that key word is walk, we go back into Genesis again, and in, in, um, I jumped ahead of myself here. <clears throat> but I want to read in Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. It says that, Then man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? Verse 10, he answered, And I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and so I hid. What happens with our faith? We stop walking with God because of sin. That'll diminish our faith right there. See, one thing that we have to look at back at Adam, here, here he's the first one that hid from God. But the thing is, is that he had the opportunity to walk with God. And what happens with us is that when we allow something in our lives, and that's what happens, we allow things to creep into our life. We allow things to, to get a hold of us. We don't even know how it happened, why it happened. But we, the thing is, is that we got saved, we have this faith, but yet we still hold on to something. We could come to church. We could do all kinds of activities, but we're still holding on to something in our life, and we wonder why things aren't going just the way we want it to. And it's because we're holding on to something that keeps us from walking with God. Here, we talk about being rooted, rooted and getting down into Him and being built upon Him. But the thing is, is that we're not walking with God, and when we're not walking with God, we're not being rooted the way we should be. We're letting ourselves be overtaken by the things that are around us. And in Matthew 17, 20 and 21, he said, this is the faith that we had when we, when we first got saved. He says, as, as a mustard seed. He said, he replied, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. That is the faith that we have. But yet, we, it's amazing. When we first got saved, we could do all kinds of things. We would pray. I know I would pray over my car because it wasn't running right. And, and it's amazing how God would move. 
But how many of us are still praying that way? How many of us are still trusting in God and believing in God and having the faith that God is going to do what we ask Him to do? But no, we allow things to creep in our lives and to, to cloud us out from what's going on. It's amazing. We could do all kinds of things when we first get saved. But you've got to understand that, that, that seed, that, that mustard seed, the smallest of seed, when we read about it in the Bible, it says that that smallest seed that we have will grow into a, the largest tree. That's how much faith God wants you to have. But yet, for some reason, it stops. We stop letting it move in our life. In Romans 10, 17, it says, Consequently, faith cometh from hearing His message. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. Hearing the word of God, thats our faith is supposed to be built upon the word of God. It's, it's not going to be based upon all the stuff that's going on out there in the world. Everything that the, you can read out there, you can read all the headlines, you can read all the news, you can read all the books and all the, all the garbage that's out there, and it's not going to build your faith. But if you read the Word of God, that's where your faith is going to come from. That's where it's going to come. That's where it's going to be built upon. But the thing is, is that when we allow sin to come into our lives, we stop walking with God. We stop reading the Word. We stop hearing from God. And then we see our, our faith diminishing and diminishing. And we're going nowhere. We, we, we wonder why. We go home and we think about it. So how come things aren't just going the way they, they should be? And yet we don't call upon the Lord. See, one thing is that we're in a place that we could call upon the Lord. We could call upon our Father. And we could call upon Jesus to come and help us out. But the thing is, we don't speak out to Him. We don't cry out to Him. We don't ask Him, God, I need your help. I'm messing up in this area of my life. I struggle in this area, and I need your help. And I think about, I think about Paul. In Romans 7, 15, he says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not, but what I hate, I do. And here he wrote most of the New Testament, and yet he can turn around and talk about, I do things that I don't want to do, and the things that I should do, I don't do. One thing is that when we read the Word of God, it's to help us, it's to guide us, and to instruct us, and to get us going into the right direction that God wants us to get into. And here Paul realizes that we're messed up. I don't have it all together. I don't care who you are in the kingdom of God. I don't care how high you think you are. We're all at the same level in the eyes of God, and we're all messed up. He said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Not one, not one, but all have messed up. But yet, 
We try to cover it up. We try to hide it. and We try to keep going on and on and doing the things that we're doing. We, we think that by doing all the works and doing the teaching or the cleaning and, and keeping busy, that that's okay. That's all right. I got it together. No, you don't. We don't have it together. God wants you to realize that you got to get right with him. We need to recognize what sin is in our life and cast it out. When we realize that here, the, all the preaching, it doesn't matter how much preaching you hear. If, if God is dealing with your life and you never do anything about what he's talking to you about and you don't come up and you don't get it right with God and you don't confess it and let it go, you're going to hold on to it and it's going to pull you down. And it's going to hinder you. And it's going to cause you to not have faith. Our Father is a forgiving Father. He wants us to stand holy in His presence. No, we're not perfect. We are messed up. But the thing is, is that he loves us so much that He'll speak to us and He'll call us out and he'll, and he'll pull us to Him. But if we don't listen, see, that's the thing. We need to hear His voice. We need to hear from God. We need to allow God to speak to us. We, we could get into that place where we shouldn't be at. And and God sees where we're at. He knows where you're at. He knows what you're doing. He knows what your struggles are. He knows how, how hard and difficult it is for certain areas in your life. But the thing is, it's up to you. Call to Him. It's you. It's me. Our pastor, he has to call out to God too. It, there's no exceptions. We all have to call on to the Lord when we mess up. We need to hear His voice. We need to hear from God. We need to be the place where God wants us to be. We need to be in His presence. And when we're rooted and we're doing the right things, that we can keep going forward and our faith will continue to grow. But there's distractions in our life. There's going to be distractions, just like back in Genesis chapter 3. Verse 1, he says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals that the Lord God made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from the tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat from the fruit in the tree that is in the middle of the garden. And you must not touch it or you will die. Verse 4, he says, you will certainly not die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God knowing good and evil. Amen. First thing that the devil wants to do is distract you. He wants to lie to you. He'll use the word of God and then he'll put in his conniving words along with it. 
That's how He works. He works and He messes with our minds. This is His playground. And we got to understand that in order for our understanding of God's Word, we have to allow God to infiltrate our minds. And I, I remember when I first got saved, my mom would tell me, you got brainwashed. And I love this because I always tell her, yes, my brain needed washing. I remember a sister back in, in El Paso, and she would always use the phrase, stinking thinking. And because that's exactly what happens in our minds. We can get a hold of one item and we'll run with it. And it's amazing how far we'll go with just one little simple thing. And the devil knows what item he can throw in your head to get you to run with it. And so he tells the woman, you will not surely die. But he didn't tell her the truth. He didn't tell her the whole truth. Nothing but the truth. So help you God, because he, He's not going to do that. He's not going to tell you that you're going to be spiritually dead. Because that's what happens when you listen to the enemy. He spiritually kills you and stops you from walking with God. He doesn't want you to hear from God. He wants you to listen to a lie. That's why most people won't come to a church like this. It's because they don't want to hear the Word of God being preached daily. They don't want to go to classes that teach about the Word of God. They don't want to go to seminars about the Word of God. They don't want to go to conferences that preach about the Word of God. No, they want to go to a church that's going to tell them that it's okay to do what you want it to do. But the devil's going to keep clouding your mind and keep throwing things in front of you and keep calling upon you and keep hindering you and keep making sure that you don't walk with God. You don't hear His voice. Hey, the devil wants to keep you further from God. Further away from the Lord. And you know what happens when you get close to God? I'll share a story out of the book of Exodus chapter 3 in verse 1 it says now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro his father-in-law the priest of Midian and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb the mountain of God where the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flames of fire from within the bush Moses saw that through the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. Verse 3, so Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. In verse 4, when the Lord saw that he gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses, and Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God says, take off your sandals, for in the place you are standing is holy ground. That's what happens when you get close to God. That's why when people come up here and worship and they take off their shoes, their sandals, or their thongs, or whatever, it's because they're standing on holy ground. We come here to worship God because we want to be in His presence. 
We want to get close to him. And Moses saw something miraculous taking place, and he had to get closer and closer until the point that he heard from God, and God told him, you are standing on holy ground. Take off your shoes. When we come here, we should realize that we're standing in the presence of God. We don't have to be told to take off our shoes. We, we should just do it if we want to. It should be that easy. But what happens is we get distracted and we stay away from God and we don't want to hear from Him. We don't let Him speak to us. But here Moses had to be open to hear from God. When we come to a service, we need to be open. We need to hear His voice. We need to hear what He has to say for me. Don't look around and look at anybody else. This word I'm preaching is to myself. Because there's so many things that I've gone through in my life. And, and that's why it's so easy to write about this is because I've gone through it. I've experienced it. I've let myself listen to God and open up to His Word and, and, and to stop what's going on in my life and get back on the right track. A lot of times, we, we don't want to hear what somebody else is telling us, but God is going to use the one next to you. God is going to use somebody that you don't even know come up to you and tell you something, and you don't, you don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear it because it's the truth. And the truth is what's going to set you free, but you don't want to hear it. Oh, well, who gives them the right to tell me what I should be doing? Or shouldn't be doing. Well, it's not them. God sent them to you. That's a messenger from God. It was the angel of the Lord that, that caused the, the burning bush to not burn. But once God, Moses got closer to it, he realized that it was God's presence there. But God's going to use whoever. Whosoever he wants to use. I know that one day I was walking and out of nowhere somebody showed up. But the difference that it made in my life is that I listened to what he had to say. And that day something started to change in my life. Something turned around in my life. And I, I realized that there's not something just quite right with the way I was living. And I already knew that. We already know who we are. We already know good from evil. It's already inside of us. It's something that's built into us. That's part of our DNA. It's just like faith. It's already inside of us. But what are you going to do with it? Are you going to pursue it? Are you going to seek it? Are you going to call upon the Lord? Are you going to seek what God has for your life? Are you going to pull out from where you're at and start going in the direction that God has you to go in? Moses had to hear from God. Moses ran in the first place from, from Egypt because of he was a murderer. He killed an Egyptian. He ran away. But God took that same person. God takes the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And here God goes back to Moses and says, I want you to go back to Egypt to deliver my people. A lot of times God's speaking to our lives and telling us what we need to do, but we won't do it. Well, it, it didn't come... I, 
Who's Josh? Who's he to tell me I'm supposed to go do something? Don't, 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 yeah, don't look at him. Huh? Right? Who's this little girl right here? She's going to tell me what to do. Right? But God can use that little child. It's amazing how these children are an influence upon other people. And yet, and yet when they came up to Jesus, the, his disciples says, get them away from him. But no, Jesus says, let them come to me. Why? Because they can, they can do things. They can see things better than we can. So, so as, we, as we get back to, to um, let's look at Luke chapter 18 right now. Getting back to uh, 18 and starting at verse 35. And he came to the outskirts of Jericho. This is Jesus. And a blind man named was sitting beside the road asking for handouts, begging. And he heard the rustle of the crowd and he asked what was going on. And they told him, Jesus of Nazareth is coming by. And he yelled, Jesus, son of David, mercy, have mercy on me. In verse 39, he says, those ahead of Jesus told the man to shut up, but he only yelled all the louder. Are you willing to allow yourself to yell a little louder when you need something from God? Son of David, mercy, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and ordered him to be brought over. And when he was come near, Jesus asked, what do you want from me? Verse 41. He said, Master, I want to see again. This is out of the Message Bible. I want to see again. A lot of times it's that our, we, get, we get blindsided. We can't see. We don't have any vision anymore. We're not seeing where we're going anymore because we're allowing ourselves to to listen to the wrong garbage and the wrong things and, 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 and we don't want to get in the presence of God and we don't want to get rooted the way we're supposed to be rooted. But this man said, I want to see again. And Jesus in verse 42 says, go ahead, see again. Your faith has saved you and healed you. Your faith has saved you and healed you because he wanted to see again. He, he knew about the Lord. He had vision before. But we'll lose our vision because we get it clouded by the things that are going on around us. We don't want to see what God wants us to see. Instead, we're focusing on the wrong stuff. That world out there is going to show you anything you want you to see. If you want to look at it long enough, you'll see that's all you're going to see. But this man says, no, I want to come back to you, Lord. And he was healed. And he was healed instantly, it says. And he looked up seeing, and he followed Jesus, glorifying God. And everyone in the street joined him, shouting, praise to God. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Because something took place in his life. See, a lot of times we don't want to call out to God. We don't want to, we, first of all, we don't want to hear him. We don't want to walk with him. And then we don't even want to call out to him. 
And then we wonder why things aren't going right in our home. Things aren't going right in our marriages. Things aren't going right with our children. We're, we're messed up. Our home's messed up and, and our family's messed up and, and, and we have, uh, 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 children that are backslidden and our family members are backslidden and, and then we're contemplating doing stupid things ourselves. Because we stay away from God. We stay away from focusing on what we should be doing instead of on God's promises. We stop focusing on Him. We drift, we drift further away instead of staying rooted. Staying rooted. Staying rooted. In Philippians Chapter 3, verse 13 and 14, it says, keep your eyes on the prize. And it's amazing that some of these scriptures are the same scriptures that pastor was using on Sunday. It says, keep your eyes on the prize. I'm not saying that I have it all together, that I have it made, but I am well on my way reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all this. But I have got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. In verse 15, it says, so let's keep focused on the goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us, if any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You will see it yet now that you're we're on the right track. Let's stay on it. God will help you to get back where you need to be. There are so many roads and highways out there, but God is going to put you on a straight and narrow path that'll lead you into the kingdom of God. Then I want to finish up tonight in verse uh, in John uh, chapter 16, starting in verse 12. Is that much more to say to you, more than you can bear? But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what is what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All the, that belongs to the Father is mine. That is, I said, the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. The disciples' grief will turn to joy, he says. And Jesus went on to say, in a little while you will see me no more, then after a while you will see me. Amen? Amen. We will see him. God wants us to to get a hold of the truth. And that truth is the Word of God. When we walk away from God, it's because of sin in the first place. And when we walk away from God, 
we don't want to hear the Word anymore either. And when we don't hear the Word anymore and we listen to the lie of the enemy that's going to distract us, our vision st stops. Our faith stops. We're not focusing in the right area. And Jesus wants you to know that the Holy Spirit is there to help us. He's there to show us what the Father showed Him. He wants us to have the same faith. That same faith. That same vision. This is a new year. And God's going to do something new this year. But are we ready for what He has for us? We're stepping into the new. We've been rooted all year. We've been hearing message about being rooted, 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 rooted. Deep roots. But the thing is, did we comprehend it? Because see, that's what's going to bring us into this year and to focus on what He has for us and where we're going. Amen.